Chapter Fifty Seven of the House by the Churchyard. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The House by the Churchyard by Joseph Sheraton Lefanu. Chapter Fifty Seven, in which Doctor Tool and Mister Low make a visit at the mills and recognize something remarkable while there after church dr toole walking up to the mills to pay an afternoon visit to poor little mrs nutter was overtaken by mr low the magistrate who brought his tall iron-gray hunter to a walk as he reached him any tidings of nutter asked he after they had in the old world phrase given one another the time of day not a word said the doctor i don't know what to make of it but you know what's thought the last place he was seen in was his own garden the river was plaguy swollen friday night and just where he stood it's deep enough i can tell you often i bathed there when i was a boy he was consumedly in the dumps poor fellow and between ourselves he was a resolute dog an athrabilious and just the fellow to make the jump into kingdom come if the maggot bit and you know his hat was fished out of the river a long way down they dragged next morning but sh twas all nonsense and moonshine why there was water enough to carry him to ring's end in an hour he was a good deal out of sorts as i said laterally a shabby design sir to thrust him out of my lord castle mallard's agency but that's past and gone and besides i have reason to know there was some kind of an excitement a quarrel it could not be poor sally nutter's too mild and quiet for that but um a something uh an agitation or a bad news or something just before he went out and so poor nutter you see it looks very like as if he had done something rash talking thus they reached the mills by the riverside not far from knockmaroon on learning that tool was about making a call there low gave his bridle to a little chapel is at ragamuffin and dismounting accompanied the doctor mrs nutter was in her bed make my service to your mistress said tool and say i'll look in on her in five minutes if she'll admit me and lo and the doctor walked on to the garden and so side by side down to the river's bank hey look at that said tool with a start in a hard whisper and he squeezed lo's arm very hard and looked as if he saw a snake it was the impression in the mud of the same peculiar footprint they had tracked so far in the park there was a considerable pause during which low stooped down to examine the details of the footmark hang it you know poor mrs nutter eh said tool and hesitated we must make a note of that the thing's important said mr low sternly fixing his gray eye upon tool certainly sir said the doctor bridling i should not like to be the man to hit him you know but it is remarkable and curse it sir if called on i'll speak the truth as straight as you sir 
every bit sir and he added an oath and looked very red and heated the magistrate opened his pocket-book took forth the pattern sole carefully superimposed it called tool's attention and said you see tool nodded hurriedly and just then the maid came out to ask him to see her mistress i say my good woman said low just look here whose footprint is that do you know it oh why to be sure i do isn't it the master's brogues she replied frightened she knew not why after the custom of her kind you observe that and he pointed specially to the transverse line across the heel do you know that the woman assented who made or mended these shoes bill heaney the shoemaker down in martin's row there twas he made them and mended them too sir so he came to a perfect identification and then an authentication of his paper pattern then she could say they were certainly the shoes he wore on friday night in fact every other pair he had were then on the shoe stand on the lobby so low entered the house and got pen and ink and continued to question the maid and make little notes and the other maid knocked at the parlor door with a message to tool low urged his going and somehow tool thought the magistrate suspected him of making signs to his witness and he departed ill at ease and at the foot of the stairs he said to the woman you had better go in there that stupid lynn is doing her best to hang your master by jove and the woman cried oh dear bless us tool was stunned and agitated and so with his hand on the clumsy banister he strode up the dark staircase and round the little corner in the lobby to mrs nutter's door oh madam twill all come right be sure said tool uncomfortably responding to a vehement and rambling appeal of poor mrs nutter's and do you really think it will oh doctor doctor do you think it will the last two or three nights and days how many is it oh my poor head it seems like a month since he went away and where do you think he is do you think it's business of course tis business mum and uh, and uh, oh doctor you really think he's safe of course madam he's safe what's to ail him and tool rummaged amongst the old medicine vials on the chimney-piece turning their labels round and round but neither seeing them nor thinking about them and only muttering to himself with i'm sorry to say a curse here and there you see my dear mom you must keep yourself as quiet as you can or physics thrown away upon you you really must said tool but doctor pleaded the poor lady you don't know i-i'm terrified i-i-i'll never be the same again and she burst into hysterical crying no really madam 
confound it my dear good lady you see this will never do he was uncorking and smelling at the bottles in search of the drops and and here they are and isn't it better mum you should be well and hearty here drink this when when he comes back don't you see then uh uh but oh i wish i could tell you she said she said the the oh you don't know she who who said what cried tool lending his ear for he never refused a story oh doctor he's gone i'll never never i know i'll never see him again tell me he's not gone tell me i'll see him again hang it can't she stick to one thing at a time the poor woman's half out of her wits said tool provoked i'll wager a dozen of claret there's more on her mind than she's told to any one before he could bring her round to the subject again the doctor was called down to low so he took his leave for the present and after his talk with the magistrate he did not care to go up again to poor little mrs nutter and moggy was as white as ashes standing by for mr low had just made her swear to her little story about the shoes and tool walked home to the village with a heavy heart and a good deal out of humour tool knew that a warrant would be issued next day against nutter the case against him was black enough still even supposing he had struck those trenchant blows over stirk's head it did not follow that it was without provocation or in cold blood it looked however altogether so unpromising that he would have been almost relieved to hear that nutter's body had been found drowned in the river still there was a chance that he had made good his retreat if he had not paid his fare in sharon's packet-boat he might at least have crossed the channel in the trevor or hillsborough to hollyhead then deuce was in it if he did not make a fair run for it and earth himself snugly somewhere twas lighter work then than now the old saying at london among servants writes that good-natured theatrical wag tate wilkinson was i wish you were at york which the wronged cook has now changed for i wish you were at jamaica scotland was then imagined by the cockney as a dreary place distant almost as the west indies now reader pray note the marvel an agreeable party may with the utmost ease dine early in the week in grosvenor square and without discomposure set down at table on saturday or sunday in the new town of edinburgh from which we learn that miracles of celerity were already accomplishing themselves and that the existing generation contemplated their triumphs complacently but even upon these we have improved and nowadays our whole social organization is subservient to detection cut your telegraph wires substitute sailboats for steam and your old fair and easy forty miles a day stagecoaches for the train and the rail 
disband your city police and detective organization and make the transit of a letter between london and dublin a matter of from five days to nearly as many weeks and compute how much easier it was then than now for an adventurous highwayman an absconding debtor or a pair of fugitive lovers to make good their retreat slow undoubtedly was the flight they did not run they walked away but so was pursuit and altogether without authentic lights and official helps a matter of post-chases and perplexity crossroads and rumour foundering in a wild waste of conjecture or swallowed in the quag of some country inn yard where nothing was to be heard and out of which there would be no relay of posters to pull you until nine o'clock next morning as toole debouched from martin's row on his return into the comparative amplitude of the main street of chapel is it he glanced curiously up to stirk's bedroom windows there were none of the white signals of death there so he ascended the doorstep and paid a visit of curiosity i must say and looked on the snorting image of his old foe and the bandaged head spellbound and dreamless that had machinated so much busy mischief against his own medical sovereignty and the rural administration of nutter as toole touched his pulse and saw him swallow a spoonful of chicken broth and parried poor mrs stirk's eager quivering pleadings for his life with kind though cautious evasions he rightly judged that the figure that lay there was more than half in the land of ghosts already that the enchanter who met him in the butcher's wood and whose wand had traced those parallel indentures in his skull had not only exorcised for ever the unquiet spirit of intrigue but wound up the tale of his days it was true that he was never more to step from that bed and that his little children would ere many days be brought there by kindly horror-loving maids to look their last on the poor master and kiss awfully his cold stern mouth before the coffin lid was screwed down and the white-robed image of their father hidden away forever from their sight end of chapter fifty seven recording by john brandon